This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. And today, we're going into the dragon's den. gotta be a baby dragon sound i mean that can't be full full grown oh with the sound yeah i mean like it's we're not talking about full grown dragons yet. like season one game of thrones dragon well how long does it take a dragon to get full grown that's the question seven seasons apparently <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess that's that's a measurement of time now well, uh, amelia clark if you're a listener and you want to phone in on this one please let us know uh we are here with a bach to bach mini episode uh, hey. here to give you some some fun and exciting news stories in the world of Ooh. both beer and classical music as that is what we both dabble a little bit in a bit a little bit so uh and like in every episode like these these mini ones are really focused on up and coming news stories from both worlds um things that are exciting both locally and um across the entire world and being portland there's always you know, there's always new stuff. There's always around. new stuff, especially in the, in the beer world. The, one of the ones that's actually in progress right now, as we record this, uh, is is the main beer box. Hey, uh, Matt, what is the main beer box? Well, uh, funny you ask that, Kevin. Let me tell you. Um, there is a, a shipping company in Portland, as you know, Kevin. Is I think our listeners probably know named Aimskip. It's an Icelandic shipping oh. company. And ever since they've come to town, they've really done a great job at pouring themselves back into supporting the community. Oh yeah, across the across the spectrum for causes, um, and they're specifically into the, the the beer industry, especially after this last year's report that two hundred and twenty eight million dollars, I believe, was poured into uh, you know the beer industry in the yep. last in two thousand sixteen wow. alone. Uh, so what they've done is created and outfitted a 40-foot shipping container. And if you've driven down Commercial Street, you've seen Aimskip there in the, in the, um, in the International... Uh, Before you really get into the heart of the old ports on your way in. Exactly, just as the bridge comes over from, from South Portland. Uh, they've outfitted one of those containers with, uh, with taps along each side. And what's going on is f- about 50 of, of almost 90 craft brewers in Maine have contributed to this project. What's going to be going on, what's actually going on now, is that it is being shipped across to Reykjavik, uh, and it's going to be taking part in a beer festival out there. And then it will return, so that that festival is going to be going on uh, June 24th out in Iceland. So if you're flying through it, then... And there's a lot of main brewers going out for this as well. Yeah, yeah, there's a a ton going out. Which is, uh, that's going to be a heck of a trip. Yeah, it is. Um, and, And then the container's coming back. By July 29th. So the Maine Brewers Guild Summer Season Beer Festival at Thompson's Point, one of our mm-hmm. favorite venues, uh, will be going off and the uh, the container will be, will be back for that to celebrate. And then they've got bigger plans. They've got it flying out uh, and being shipped to other European countries. They haven't specified where yet. I think they're, yeah. they're going to release as it comes out. Um, but uh, just an example again of how, of how A, well-known and, and, and well-heeled the, the Maine beer scene is and... And, and where the appeal is. You know, yeah, it's, it's and, well, and what I love what Aimscope has done is the partnership with Iceland. So they were uh, going back two months now, uh, the Sunana Festival that was hosted here. Yeah. Um, that was a partnership with Icelandic Airwaves. Uh, and so I, because of Aimscope, they've developed this great camaraderie between Portland itself, not just I mean, really just Portland and Iceland, yeah. specifically at Reykjavik. Yeah. 
but they have they've kind of brought these two places that probably would not normally have been working together and made it a, almost like a series like a family. It's it's really developed this relationship that's in music, music, beer, just commerce, everything, and just really have developed that 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 partnership. That's crucial. Yeah, and, and the the a lot of the uh, economic theory that is operating over there is coming over here as well. You know, you and I have talked about some of the projects like the uh, New England Ocean Cluster. Mm-hmm. The idea that a lot of these smaller kind of class B ports, as opposed to a port like Boston, yeah. you know, these these smaller ports working together as a as a quote unquote cluster to um, help work to everyone's strengths and drive economic productivity. Exactly, uh, it's 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 something that is proven and that that works and works very well in Iceland and uh, folks uh, firms like Soli DG, uh, Patrick Arnold, they're yeah. working with Aimskip. And yeah, just bringing this great theory of living over here, and at the same time trying to share what we have back home as well. It's it's I, I'm excited to see this come back. I'm, we're going to be at Thompson's Point on the July 29th. Heck yes, we are. Heck yes, we Heck are. Heck yes, we are. Very um, Napoleon divine dynamite of me. <laughs> Heck yes. What happened to him? Um, I don't know. Probably got a real job. We are we are drinking. Uh, a beer as we tell you about this it's uh, we, if you listen to our last episode with Jim Bonney who yeah. is from Upper Peninsula in Michigan mm-hmm. Charlevoix a wonderful little town um, the uh, he, he talked about a lot of the exciting breweries going out in, in the Midwest and this one is New Holland Brewery now we haven't had anything from them before have we? no uh, they are well to be honest we wouldn't have probably picked this right off the shelf on a day like today because it is sunny and gorgeous but we're drinking a barrel aged a bourbon barrel aged yeah. stout and I'll tell you it's what it's awesome I'm digging it it's really good it's not we like a lot of the stouts you know, we've been having you lately you know sometimes are, I like you, you judge a book by the cover or like you base like your purchase of a wine or, or beer based on the labels if you don't know what it is oh yeah, yeah. like so the labels it's fine but the beer's awesome that's the thing like it's it looks like an outline of you know what they stole from Game of Thrones but. <laughs> well, and as, as you've said time and time again you're not a Really a stout No, fan. I am now. That's the thing. I think, been I think that's gone. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely... But I definitely lean towards the Burble Baron age. Barrel aged. I, I, I mean, you're a fan of bourbon, so that makes sense. I mean, there's there's a 100% chance that's correct. But uh, if you remember back that amazing intro that uh, where Kevin dropped that dragon screech, uh, the reason we're drinking this particular beer is because it's called Dragon's Milk. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's the theme of the day, which whoever thought that on Bach to Bach there would be a theme of dragons. But here's the thing about this, why it's badass. 11% ABV. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't check that before we started this. Well, well, yeah, the next two episodes will be really heavy, uh, heavy beers. But it's um, New Holland's, man, this is awesome, awesome beers. So if you find it um, in any distributor around you, please pick it up. It's... Um, yeah. Do you know if it's a seasonal or is it is it year round? They've been brewing it since two thousand and one. So they 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 have glacier and and nugget hops in this one. Yeah, they work in um, obviously it's aged in a in a bourbon barrel, which is just fantastic. Uh, they're working with um, two row uh, Munich caramel crystal grains, black um, chocolate malt, and and flaked barley. Uh, the the yeast is American ale. Uh, they they listed as as pairing with red meat, smoked foods, balsamics, which is ironic because I just had a balsamic chicken and it's it is going really well. Um, and they're saying rich cheese and dark chocolate. Basically, 
any comfort food. Yeah. This is your beer. And I got I gotta agree with him. I'm no I'm not very good on the whole food pairing thing, but it's this spot on. Yeah, this absolutely works. Um, it's got a little little kick to it, a little spice, and but it's you can actually there's like a hint of vanilla in it, a little sweet. And it's not like the other stats we've been having recently where it's it's everyone's trying to load up on the chocolates or the caramels no, or the coffees or the Pretty stellar stout, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so yeah, Dragon's Milk. It's by New Holland Brewing. Uh, we got them in four packs, uh, bottles in four packs. Uh, but I, I haven't seen anything canned. But if you do see this again, it's, it's a Michigan brewery. Um, if you do get one of those cold spring evenings, th- this is worth it. I, I'd say go out of your way to to pick this stout up and, and give it a go. Absolutely, and you can find more about them at like at newhollandbrew.com and also on on social media. At, uh, at New Holland Brew as well. It's it's a pretty seller. Fun side note, they do a beer barrel bourbon. Barrel bur- oh, so they flip it. It's, so, it's that one we did with like, the Allagash. When we had the Allagash... Uh, we no, thought it was... <laughs> we thought it was beer in a bourbon barrel. It was actually bourbon in a beer barrel. Yeah, when you took your first swill of that. It, a, lot, a lot of bees. A lot of bees. And, yeah, well, and a lot of... A lot of, of alcohol. Misset anticipation, yeah. Um... But these guys, if you, they have a lot of um, side projects. There's actually also a Dragon's Milk Select. Uh, which, Sounds like a cigarette. Yeah, I mean, it's late. <laughs> you know, Can I get the uh, pack of the Dragon's no, no, Milk no, Select? No, a clove cigarette. Remember oh, yeah. Remember oh, yeah, man. Um, so I still smell them here and there, kind of being, Once in a while. being smoked by people that wear berets and whatnot. Um, we have a surprising amount of those in Portland, Maine. Hey, welcome. Second most berets per capita. <laughs> Let's take Dragon's Milk and go on to, to uh, music. Uh, the music side. So of we're gonna go back twenty years. That's it. We're gonna go back twenty years. Bad. Not too bad. Nineteen ninety-seven. Um, I was a freshman in high school. Wow. Hey, yeah. look at you now. Not much has changed. Not much has changed. Um, so uh, we're gonna listen to the work of uh, Tandoon. Um, if you know him best from composing the soundtrack to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he wrote this piece called Symphony 1997. Um, it's, and then the, it says, after that, it's colon, Heaven, Earth, Mankind. That's the title of it. So Symphony 1997, Heaven, Earth, Mankind. And basically each of those subcategories are a section of the full symphony. But within each section, there are multiple movements, like 11 movements per section. Um, and it, this is uh, actually, it's a piece for ancient Chinese chime bells, symphony orchestra, Solo cello uh, and a children's chorus. Um, nice. It's it's a humongous work um, overall. But I had the opportunity in two thousand and gosh, I want to say three. Um, I played this with Empire State Youth Orchestra. Oh, I was at the in so, um, at Troy St. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, and then we did it again at Carnegie. It's the same piece of Carnegie. Um, nice. yeah, little little name drop right there. Okay. Um, and then uh, so we we performed uh, the the first movement of this. Um, uh, at at, uh, at those venues and basically it's the third and fourth m- movements are called Dragon Dance and Phoenix so what more appropriate uh, title than, than to pair with them with the Dragon's Milk so basically you're going to hear these beautiful solo cello lines um, but the whole movement kicks off with this tuba and trombone entrance these drones yeah. um, and it's just it's huge um, you're going to hear these um, these uh, ancient chime bells throughout. You're going to hear um, taiko drums. You're going to hear um, it's super percussive. 
very cinematic, really messes with the meter. It's not as straightforward as you like. But the second move, the movement after, sorry, the fourth movement is the Phoenix. And that one, uh, much more lush and full. It's much more, I think, regal would be the term I've used that before Ooh, on this yeah, episode. Yeah, good, good to draw. Um, and then, uh, then it picks up a lot of energy at the end. But it's six and a half minutes of just, like, it's an adventure. Like, it really, it sounds, it's, he's meant to write soundtracks, and it's what it sounds like. I'm just excited for the tuba, the Dom DeLuise of the orchestra. Listen, it's actually, there's there's some pretty sweet tuba pieces we'll get We've into. Had We've a, done some in yeah, the we, past, we, but we, we'll, we get into, we'll do more. Episode. Tuba, I'll leave a Noah. That was actually the name of the episode. That was the episode. Um, let's, let's listen to the 34th movements of Symphony 1997, Heaven, Earth, and Mankind by Tan Doon.
Um, it's cool because actually uh, in that part of the piece where they you hear the yelling, hey, how like the orchestra does that, mm-hmm. and then um, um, it's like the first time I was able to yell out loud uh, in orchestra and not get yelled at for talking you tried too much. Now, didn't you? You I kick out of orchestra for talking too much all the time, but hey, look how I turned out. Womp womp. Amazing. Okay, anyway, um, it, while while that was playing, actually a fun fact came up. Which is about Iceland's craft brew scene, which is now coming up. There's nine breweries and about 13 brands of beer, uh, but they've only been free of prohibition on beer since 1989. Really? Right. So they've, you know, they're they're still really young in the beer scene. This is for them. This has got to be exciting. Here's the thing, though, with Iceland. Like, 
it's yeah maybe like beers back in distribution but it's so it costs so much money yeah well, that's, it's that's, so expensive yeah that's the any any alcohol is in in Iceland's crazy expensive but hey it's worth it it is all right so coming up uh next we, we've got a, actually a really neat story which is applicable for me at least I'm, I'm about to head to the airport tomorrow morning going southbound going south to where it's warm and there as Kev, as you know, and as some of our listeners know, I occasionally have problems with airport security. Um, <laughs> really? Do tell, Matt. Do tell. No, that's a story for another time. They but, love you. But when, you know, single male traveling alone, that doesn't raise any red flags. And for that year, I was on links and handling black powder for every day, 25 pounds of it a day. Like I was set, you know, those little puffer sensor things. I was setting those off just left and right for a year. It was ingrained in my clothes. It was everywhere I went. So, so you're called, we call a winner. Try, try explaining to somebody that you work on a boat with cannons. I mean, that doesn't really fly with TSA. Uh, so, but we, we've all been there. We're all waiting for a flight and the line's really long some person has you know 20 billion laces that they've got to undo so the everything's backed up wouldn't it be nice if we just had a little bit of uh, of music there was an article in the new york times that i just spotted the other day uh that talked about the idea the premise of live music in airports which is a great idea it's places that once we get through all the hustle and bustle we're kind of sat prisoner for lack of mm-hmm. a better word some of us have been actual prisoners um yeah yeah well, that was I don't think they would have performed live music where I was. Um, But uh, you've got this captive audience, uh, a lot of times people who could really do with a bit of classical music or jazz. So uh, this particular article started talking about the the Austin airport at the home of South by Southwest and how they had regular performances. But then during the the, uh, time of the music festival, they ramped it up to 120 performances a week. Really? Uh, Houston's doing this. San Diego Airport recently instituted a residency there. Not only uh, music, but also dance. Um, which is such a good idea. And what's funny is they're saying that this isn't necessarily a new concept either. So Portland, the other Portland, Portland, Oregon... um, PDX Internet uh, did a uh, musical performances by volunteer musicians back after the September 11th attacks. And now they do 65 musicians a week in there. Whoa. Yeah, so there's a lot of performances here. And they're not all free. Musicians are actually being paid a fee uh, to do these. For example, in... Um, uh, the, they're, not, they're not paying a fee. They're being paid. They're being paid. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for example, this uh, the Austin department uh, is, is underwritten by Pepsi, and the, the musicians are paid 120 bucks for two 50-minute sets on four st- uh, small stages, or 100 dollars per musician, um, up to five on a, on a main stage on on the secure side of the airport. And obviously, that has its own intricacies in yeah. and of itself. You've got the folks waiting to get into the secure area and those already passed and I think almost certainly both are in need of a bit of relaxation yeah yeah, yeah. or just or just, a, or just music you can skate yeah, yeah it doesn't some... have to be relaxing stuff it could be, it would be kind of heartening music but no, I mean, um, well, it should be somewhat tense because yeah. it's I mean like if, if you're playing 
you know, 20th century atonal music. Yeah, and playing Shostakovich. Yeah, and it's going to make everybody pissed off. But the other thing is, not only from the aesthetic standpoint of this all, they've also talked about the economic standpoint. When you have music playing, it encourages passages to linger near shopping, near the food areas. So this isn't just a feel-good thing. It's, it's actually an economic benefit to each of these airports that are looking to generate profits in an area where airport, air lines are always struggling with... Uh, um, not only paying the bills, but you know, hauling passengers off planes and doing terrible things. But also, as of today, there was a story of in Florida, um, Spirit Airlines canceled nine flights, oh, no. and the passengers legit rioted in the terminal, punching the security guards, tackling, and like it was. What airport was this? This isn't. I don't know where in Florida, but it's okay. In Florida. As long as it's Florida, I'm flying through Atlanta. Yeah, you're so good. You're good. It was right. Florida. Yeah. Man, anyway. well, I'm flying Delta tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. They haven't been... I can wear leggings, but apparently I can't buy a seat for my two-year-old. Keep up on current events, folks. It's a fast-moving world out there. And on that positive note... Uh, 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 basically, just to refer you back to that, again, that's an article by a, a woman named Amy Zipkin. Uh, it was called Security Line Blues? Question mark. Maybe some cool jazz will help. It's, it's worth a read. We'll put the link up on the website, cool. too. But uh, again, just... The beer box by Aimskip, such a cool idea, and uh, and and music in familiar places. Uh, we, we've talked about that idea before. A lot of amazing things happening in, in a world of chaos. Uh, so, just for your heads up, we are coming up on episode fifty. Woo. Episode forty-nine will be another mini episode of exciting news stories and new beer, where we're focusing on South American uh, pieces of music. Olay. And but episode fifty is the it's the big one for us, and then episode one hundred eventually after that. You know, a little while after. But uh, we'll get there. Chris Thiele, if you're listening, you're, we'd love to have you please, on. Please call us. Please call us. Right. We, <laughs> want, we want to interview you. <laughs> Until then. You're really good. I like what you do. <laughs> Until then, this has been another episode of Bach to Bach. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Subscribe to Bach to Bach on iTunes and follow us on social media at Bach to Bach. <laughs>